Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bucks have two timeouts remaining. Folk paces off his steps. Cardona will snap it back. Bailey turns and receives. Kick is airborne to the uplights. A line drive kick. Fighting up oh, the goalpost no. and hit the left upright. It hit the left upright. Tampa Bay still leads by two. And there was the doink. 56-yard attempt. By Nick Folk. This season is part of their Apex Cares program. Apex Entertainment will be donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal, every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. One field goal on the night for Nick Folk as the Patriots fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight to Stadium 19-17. A lot of people questioning whether or not the Patriots should have even attempted that kick. At that time, and uh, taking a look at Nick Folk and his career long, he hit a 56-yarder in 2010 uh, in Denver. So, you know, the altitude and, and thin air helped there, Joe. But 11 years later, 11 years older, in the rain with an injury? Uh, a 56-yarder is his career long. Again, that's in Denver, so you're getting the altitude there. You second-guess this from the get-go. Yeah, I, I, I just, now, now you hear this kind of thing. You think about that injury too. Do you really second guess? I that? just think rain. I think a slip up, a, a bad snap, uh, something. Anything could have happened there. Um, but again, fourth and three. The play before was tipped. Jacoby Myers is wide open. Um, I I think the way they were moving the football, they might have been able to get that first down. Shaw's Patriots post game show. It's Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and now joined by Greg Bernard of Boston Sports Journal. Greg, simple question: Did the night live up to the hype? In your opinion. Yeah, I think it did. I mean, I think it it was a terrific game in the end, uh, something that probably most didn't anticipate. And, um, you know, I went out before the game and I was uh, I was sitting in the – well, not sitting. I was standing in the crowd because I just wanted to take it all in. And, uh, you know, so I was out there for the, the video that they showed and then the Bucks taking the field. And um, it was uh, – the atmosphere was great. It wasn't the same – it wasn't quite the same as – Favre's return to Lambeau um, to me. And and I think that's a testament to Patriots fans that they are, uh, you know, and I think it's, it, it speaks to the other teams in this, this town, the Red Sox, the Bruins, the Celtics, you know, what have you, that uh, these are real sports fans uh, up here who, um, you know, they're, they're serious about their sports. And uh, I think that they didn't, yeah, Tom Brady meant a lot to this franchise and will for a long time, but I think they're more about the on-field product. And I think they were, 
I think they were eager to get past uh, all the Brady drama, and and I thought that to have a game like this, I think, was a good way to sort of cleanse the palate and sort of move on. Hey, Greg, uh, in your opinion, who was the best quarterback on the football field tonight? Who played the best? Yeah. Mac Jones. A little question. I mean, look, it's 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 hard to, it's hard to really definitively answer that because they played two different offenses and you're going against two different styles of defenses. I mean, I thought it was a I thought it was a complete joke and I don't know, I wasn't watching that closely enough during the game to see if this was throughout the contest, but I know certainly late in the game the Bucks are playing, and I know they've done this all year. I know they play a lot of man-to-man, and they'll send an extra guy. I understand that. But to play man-to-man with Richard Sherman out there, who was like you know playing Xbox a week ago, who, even when he's in shape and ready to go, can't play man anymore, has never been able to play man. That's not what they did in Seattle. And to ask him to cover like Kendrick Bourne on crossing patterns uh, was, was a joke. And, and they're... Their scheme has always been talent dependent. So I think it's a very, like most of my answers when you ask me, Joe, um, there's no definitive, it's not black and white. Like, it's not. Like, could Mac Jones have, 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 you know, had, would he have performed as well in, with the Bucks? I don't think so. Um, for, for, you know, some of the reasons I talked about for some other reasons. So look, I, do I think Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady tonight and gay and was more important to his team? Yes. Do you think though, that his night has maybe been overrated? Cause I, look, I thought he was really good tonight considering, you know, the spotlight, the situation, the spot overall. Uh, but do you think that he left some plays out there? Do you hold on to the ball too long? Did, was he responsible for some of the sacks that he took? I, I didn't. I didn't see that. I mean, did he leave some plays on the field? Yeah, so did Brady. I mean, that happens in every game to every quarterback. And, uh, you know, so I, I have not been alarmed to this point about Mac Jones leaving plays on the field. Was Hunter Henry open here in the end zone, you know, before they had to settle for a field goal? Yeah, probably, but Mac Jones was also running for his life. But I think when you consider the the circumstances of the game, the weather, the um, – you know, sort of the, all the issues that were going on in the offensive line. Let's let's not even forget that basically Michael Wenu got benched, you know, during this game. To let alone with Isaiah Wynn couldn't could barely block anybody and the right tackle issues. And for Mac Jones to take the beating that he did, I think he played really really well. And I don't think I don't think it's hyperbole or or hyping him up to say that he did really well in this game. Yeah, and I was just going to say, uh, and we'll get into a lot of the other stuff uh, that happened tonight. But moral victory—is that how you're you're looking at this one, or do you think this is one that could hurt them later in the year? Yeah, I know there's some talk about that, um, but this is the way I look at it, Joe. I don't. I'm not going to look at it in context of one and three and their zero and three at Gillette. All right, we all know that they screwed the pooch in the first three games of the season. We we know that it's a given. I'm just going off of tonight. Tonight's uh, tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions, with all the issues that the Patriots have had in the first three games. They buttoned things up in, in good measure in a lot of areas, and to me, this was a giant step forward for this team. I, I, I wrote that if the Patriots played well in defeat in this game, it could be similar to 
you know, the Giants when they came up here and went toe-to-toe with the Patriots in 2007, that it, that this could be the game that sort of galvanized this team that really, you know, quite frankly, and we've talked about it, you know, these guys don't know each other. They haven't been together. I think a lot of I think a lot of people on this team earned their Patriots stripes tonight. I think they became Patriots. I don't care if people want to term that, a, 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 you know, a moral victory or what have you. All I know is what I can tell you. The New England Patriots played the Rasses off tonight. They played well. They played better than they have by far in any other game this season, and there's a lot of season left. All right, potentially a springboard game for the Pats uh, coming up yep. here. And, and they have a terrible team they're facing next week in Houston with the Texans. So uh, we'll get your calls if you want to talk to Greg Bedard after tonight's game. Patriots fall to Tom Brady in uh, his return with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 19-17 to at Gillette Stadium. More with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal coming up. Jim Murray and Joe Murray and you here in Safety Insurance, 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. This is Mac Jones. It's time to put in the work. There are no excuses, no shortcuts, no gimmicks, no bull. But we're in apparel for people who work hard and don't believe in excuses. Visit nobleproject.com slash Mac to shop all your training essentials. What's going on? I'm Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. Verizon and I teamed up with 98.5 The Sports Hub this season for rushing to help first responders. We want to honor and tell the stories of the amazing men and women who answered the call. Running towards danger, most people run from. Firefighters, police, EMTs, paramedics, and more. People like my mom, Esther, who was always there to help others, not just myself, whenever they needed help. Nominate your first responder now on the contest page at 98.5thesportshub.com. Tailgate season is upon us, New England. And that means you're going to want the ultimate vehicle for all the game day action. Well, look no further than the all-wheel drive Honda Pilot. Rugged, dependable, and practically endless cargo room to load up all the supplies you'll need to last you from the preseason to the playoffs all the way to that glorious duck boat parade in February. Gear up for game day with the all-wheel drive Honda Pilot at your local New England Honda dealers. Around here, we Honda. Matt D. Slater here. Have you been trying to quit drugs or alcohol on your own, but it's too overwhelming and you give up? It only takes three to five days to detox and hit the reset button. Call AdCare at 1-800-ALCOHOL or visit AdCare.com. Shaw's is making shopping and saving easier than ever. Just For You is now Shaw's For You. It's everything you love about Just For You with all new deals, rewards, and perks. Download the Shaw's Deals and Delivery app or simply update your existing mobile app to see your all-new, all-awesome perks. Visit Shaw's.com slash for you for program details. When our twins started driving, we all got Safety Insurance's Drive With Safety app. The app provides data on driving habits like speeding and hard braking so parents can have data-driven conversations with their kids about safe driving practices. The data showed our twins are doing great. It also showed I have some uh, room for improvement. Ask an independent agent about Safety Insurance's telematics program. We'll help you manage life storms with information. What's your ultimate game day experience? A tricked-out man cave? Deluxe tailgate? Then enter the five-hour energy football sweepstakes for a chance to win $10,000 and make your ultimate game day experience a reality. To enter, buy any five-hour energy product and upload the receipt. It's that easy. The five-hour energy football sweepstakes. Enter today. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends December 10th, 2021. For official rules and how to enter without purchase, visit 5hesport.com. Void where prohibited. 
Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosi, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays in peak condition, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea next to me in the booth. It's an essential part of my game day routine. And when it comes to tea, settling is not an option. Bigelow tea, grab a mug, and tea proudly. Today's game is presented by Globalization Partners. Great companies need great teams. Just as the best professional sports teams look everywhere for top players, companies are opening the world map too. Hiring talent anywhere in the world is easier than ever with Globalization Partners. Go to globalization-partners.com and onboard your next MVP today. The only place to hear the game, the Sports Hub. High formation, Johnson in front of Harris. Play fake, throw to the back of the end zone. Touchdown, John U. Smith. A beautiful fake from Jones to Harris. And a touchdown to tie it, pending the point after. I know I said it two weeks ago, and even on the opening night. And I tell you what, you got a quarterback. And that was Mac Jones and the Patriots' best drive of the night, I thought. That was after the first touchdown of the night by the Bucks. Come right back down and answer. Wing quarterback Mac Jones is Team No Bull. He wears footwear and apparel designed for those who work hard and make no excuses. Visit nobullproject.com forward slash Mac today. That's nobullproject.com forward slash Mac. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show as the Patriots ended up falling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight. Gillette Stadium with Tom Brady's return. 19-17 to was the final. And a lot of people, uh, Greg, are second-guessing the uh, the kick, the 56-yard field goal attempt by Nick Folk. Are you one of those people? I am. You I didn't are. like it, Jim. Okay. Yep. I, I did not. I mean, look, uh, I know Nick Folk said after the game that he made from 58 in warm-ups, and Bruce Arians also noticed that he, he made from distance. Um, that was before the weather became an issue. Um, he's been battling injury issues. He's 36 years old, and he hasn't made a kick from that distance from since 2010. That was 11 years ago. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but you know, fourth and three. If it was fourth and four or fourth and five, okay, I can understand it. But fourth and three, your team had battled their asses off all game. Uh, your quarterback had battled his ass off the whole game. The the chance of folk making that I thought were were less than the Patriots converting, and I thought Belichick owed it to the team to say, you know what, you guys have executed for the most part to this point, you've put us in this position, let's freaking go for it and and let's come up with a play and end the game right here. And that didn't happen, and I thought it was a missed opportunity. And yeah, I I, I would have gone for it there. There was something similar that happened actually at the end of the first half. Uh, they went for that double pass on a third down. It was fourth and one. Uh, they called the timeout with the offense on the field and subbed like the punt team back out. They tried to get the Bucks off guard. It just it just didn't work. It gave Brady a chance to run the two minute drill, and they scored a field goal on that. But were there any uh, things that you questioned tonight besides that? And what do you think happened at the end of the half there? I didn't mind the end of the half, Joe, uh, for this reason. Uh, they were in danger area there, and look, it 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 how it went, it didn't work out splendidly for them. But look, um, you know, whether it's the end of the half or the end of the game, you know, your defense has to make plays. You know, they didn't they didn't do the job at the end of the first half. They didn't do the job at the end of the game again. And uh, look, 
you go for it there, and the Patriots have not been able to run the ball. Um, not exactly a an opposing passing offense to pick up that maybe on a short throw. Uh, it's it's not easy, and you're going to give Tom Brady the ball at midfield with a chance for two touchdowns to wrap around the half. The Patriots had done – they had the game where they wanted it. I think the, the, the way the game ended, or at least how it was close throughout, vindicated that decision. I thought that Belichick needed to proceed very cautiously there. I, I thought that was the right decision. Uh, they just need to play better defense. Uh, second guesses, uh, you know, I, you know, probably. And look, it's his only his fourth game. They didn't know how he was going to do in this situation. They didn't know how he was going to do with the rain. Um, you just can't cut a kid loose in the fourth game of his career. You have to have a plan for him. You know, will some people say they just should have went shotgun, throw the ball all over the place? Yeah, and not even bothered running or what have you. Sure, uh, but. You know these coaches know these players better than anybody, and and so they know what Max capable of. I didn't have a huge second guess on that. Uh, the running back situation is a mess uh, now that JJ Taylor's fumbled, and who knows when we'll ever see him again. Um, with Ramondre Stevenson, who was uh, a healthy scratch again for this game, uh, but you know defensively, I don't have any second guesses really. I mean, you know, they just didn't make enough plays and uh offensively i thought they they did what they needed to do yeah you want to score some more points but that's the way football goes sometimes did you think that there was too much uh bill vinovich tonight and, and too much ref involvement yeah a little bit i thought uh i thought the the patriots were definitely the beneficiaries there of a couple flags on that final drive i didn't think that was pass interference that got that drive started i thought that was like incidental contact um and there was no intent, um, but it didn't. It didn't seem in the stadium. I don't know. It might have been different on television. I I didn't really notice it. I mean, I know that they were there, and some of the p- calls I agreed with, some I didn't. Like one of when who hold the first one, I didn't think was a hold. The second one was a hold that he didn't need to do. Um, you know, the the Evans push off was an Evan, Evans push off. I didn't have any huge complaints about it. All right, let's go to Tony in Chicago. Had some issues with the game plan uh, tonight. Go ahead, Tony. You're next here on the Shaw's Patriots post game show with Greg Bedard. Yeah, thanks guys for taking my call. Um, I think first off, I don't. I mean, distance wasn't the issue with the full kick, but I, I think more importantly, even if he hits, Tom probably comes back with you know a minute or whatever it was. The issue is that Max should have just hit Jacoby on third down and put a little air under it, but. Anyway, people are saying we're in good shape because Mac Jones looks good and is the real deal. But while I may agree, I think it's more concerning that Bill can't even put a roster on the field um, that could be the team like Tampa. Uh, but just quickly, I want to pose a question before Felger gets to it tomorrow. Do you think there are elements of the scheme tonight on both sides, both offense and defense, that the Pats were holding back the first three games and waiting for tonight? Because I think – you know, Mac had the best game of his, uh, you know, career so far, and I thought the defense looked really good. Um, and finally, they throw the ball in the red zone and went no huddle. So, what do you guys think about that? Were they holding back on either side? Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tony. Greg. No, uh, I did. I did not think that they were holding back. I thought the things that they did tonight, certainly offensively, uh, you know, outside of like the double pass and stuff like that. But the look, I don't think they were holding it back. You just 
don't think that you're going to need double passes to beat Tua, Zach Wilson, and Jameis Winston. Um, you know, they normally bring those out in games where they know they're going to be challenged for points and they know that they're up against it. You know, the Ravens of the past and things like that. So I think that was all in line with what they normally do in circumstances like that. I think we all knew that they needed to come up with a couple of plays, uh, whether it was defensive scores or special team scores or at least good field position to win this game. Uh, they didn't, they didn't really get those. And, um, I think they tried to make up for it that way. Defensively, that was just – it was really, really good execution. And uh, it's it's something that they were probably hoping to build to during the course of the year. They needed to try it earlier. But the, the Patriots' issues weren't game plan or anything like that in the first three games or the, or the two games that they lost. Uh, it was just poor execution. And their execution was much better tonight. And when, when you do that, when you execute well – any team can play with any team. So early on, were they confusing Brady, or was do you think he was maybe running a little too hot? I mean, you've watched this guy; you've been covering football a long time. Do you think it was just he was too amped up, and the moment felt too big for him? I don't think it was too big for him. I do think he was a little bit amped up. I think that I think it was equal parts of a lot of things, Jim, including you know the Patriots used a very, very, very Rex Ryan defensive plan in this you know I've talked to Brady in the past and about Rex Ryan when he was at the height of his powers with the Jets and I asked Brady I was like is there anybody whose game plans you tougher and he's like no you know and 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 a lot of that was you have to change up your rush and your coverage your looks at least on every single snap and go into something different so that Brady doesn't get a beat on what you're doing uh, what you're doing and that doesn't allow him to get settled. And once Brady comes settled and once he knows what you're doing and he settles into a rhythm you're dead. And I thought the Patriots did a good job of uh you know using some wrecks to 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 keep Brady off balance and he never got into that rhythm. And I think part of it also had to do with you know his own players. I mean he did, I don't care how many touchdown passes he throws to Mike Evans, I'm telling you he hates throwing to Mike Evans. It's not his type of guy. They did a good job bottling up Godwin. Antonio Brown, they, had, they got nothing out of the tight end position without Gronkowski out there. Antonio Brown was really the only guy that he trusted all night long. And that's not enough to beat you know a, a, a good, solid Patriots defense. More with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal coming up along with your phone calls at 617-779-0985 if you're still making your trek home from Gillette Stadium or just still up and steaming of the fact that the Patriots were game, Mac Jones was game, the Patriots had a chance to win it in the end, but Nick Folk, 56 yards, no good, doinked off the crossbar. Patriots fall to the Bucks, 19 to 17. Joe's going to get you caught up here with the latest in the headlines. Back after this here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Sports Hub Headlines. Patriots 1-3. They fall 19-17 to to Tampa Bay. Nick Folk missed a 55-yard field goal to take the lead in the fourth quarter. Mac Jones, though, 31-40 on the night. Two touchdown passes. One to Hunter Henry, the other to Jonu Smith. Tom Brady made his return to New England. Uh, he struggled. He went 22-43. No touchdown passes on the day. The Patriots take on the Texans next Sunday. Texans, of course, shut out today by Buffalo 40 to nothing. Other scores, Washington 34-30 over the Falcons. Bears 24-14 over the Lions. Cowboys 36, Panthers 28. 
Colts get their first win, 27-17 over the Dolphins. And the Browns get a 14-7 win over the Vikings. Giants, they take down the Saints, 27-21. Jets get their first win, 27-24 over the Titans. It was the Chiefs, 42. Eagles, 30. Cardinals get a 37-20 win over the Rams. Seahawks, 28. 49ers, 21. Ravens, 23. Broncos, 7. And the Packers took down the Steelers, 27 to 17 in the Monday night game. We will feature the Raiders and the Chargers and the Red Sox. They have clinched a playoff spot. They'll host the New York Yankees Tuesday night at 8 p.m. over at Fenway Park. Headlines are brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They want to help you prepare your car for fall travel. Uh, they offer completely contactless service. You don't even need to make an appointment or leave your car. You can go to getanoilchange.com now to save on your next oil change. I'm Joe Murray. More post game after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. This is offensive tackle Justin Haran. I'm teaming up with Credit Union's Kids at Heart to fund new research on childhood brain cancer. We need your help. Visit cukidsatheart.org to learn more. The First Downs to Fight Pediatric Brain Cancer campaign is generously supported by Digital Federal Credit Union and Vertify Software. Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosie, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays ready for every call, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea right next to me in the booth. No matter the game conditions, Bigelow tea always tastes great, and that's why it's the first play I call in my game day routine. New England fans refuse to settle for anything less than the best, and when it comes to my tea, settling is not an option. So join me, New England, and grab a mug full of Bigelow and tea proudly. Is it me or has everything gone extreme lately? Extreme sports, extreme home makeovers, and scarily extreme weather events. Wildfires, flash floods, tornadoes. The best way to protect yourself? Extremely good insurance. Talk to an independent agent about safety insurance. Because if you only pay for what you need, hurricane destroyed 45 homes in the area. You may end up needing to downsize. Safety insurance will help you manage life storms. Moderna is hiring for senior roles in manufacturing and quality at their state-of-the-art technology center in Norwood, Mass. And some roles include a $10,000 sign-on bonus and relocation. Apply now at ModernaJobs.com. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-A Jobs.com. Hey, New Englanders, did you know that Aaron's, the official snowthrower of the New England Patriots, also makes Gravely Lawnmowers? If you've started thinking about a new lawnmower to improve your outdoor look, then go with Aaron's or Gravely for your next riding mower. Power equipment availability is tough, but Aaron's, still a family-owned business, still in Wisconsin, is building mowers seven days a week. That's Aaron's and Gravely, the official lawnmowers of the New England Patriots. Find your local dealer at Gravely.com. Duncan's new limited batch series 100% Guatemalan hot coffee is smooth and rich. Featuring chocolate notes, making it approachable and easy to drink. Meaning it's smooth sipping from here on out. Try it today when you come in, drive through, or get your Duncan delivered. Limited batch series 100% Guatemalan hot coffee. Available now from Duncan. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. At Shaw's, they're perfecting the art of fresh. Their produce pros work with trusted, top-quality growers so your hand-picked fruits and vegetables are harvested at the peak of flavor and handled with care from farm to you. Come by and pick up fresh-cut, colorful produce, prepared daily in their store and bursting with flavor. They'll meet or beat national standards so you get the cream of the crop. Shop in-store or online at Shaw's.com today for delivery or for convenient curbside pickup. 
every Friday to Felger and Maz for Agenda-Free Friday. Felger and Maz Arati on a Friday. You know what that means, Anthony? agenda With your wonderful telephone call. Tomorrow night at the guy. You know who's in town? Craig, when the pitchers and catchers report? I'm sorry, what? Well, that it was the day after the Super Bowl. When's the day, Boston? Do you know? Agenda-Free Fridays are driven by the Bernardi Auto Group, where car buying is always agenda-free. Choose from new Acuras, Audis, Hondas, Toyotas, Volvos, and over 500 pre-owned vehicles. Bernardi for now. Bernardi for life. BernardiAutoGroup.com. Hi, Matthew Slater here. I want to tell you about a place just south of Boston where great things happen. No, not Foxborough, but Adcare, Rhode Island. Nestled on more than 20 acres in the Rhode Island countryside, Adcare, Rhode Island is the perfect place to begin your recovery from drugs and alcohol. The small personalized program takes a holistic approach to drug and alcohol treatment that encompasses the mind, body, and spirit, as well as proven therapies to overcome any addiction. Call my friends at Adcare, Rhode Island at 1-800-ALCOHOL or visit Adcare. Adcare.com. At your New England Volkswagen dealers, hurry in to test drive a Jetta, Tiguan SUV, Atlas SUV, or visit VW.com to shop from home through participating dealers. The home of the Celtics, 98.5, the Sports Hub. Mack moves under center. Aguilar motions into the backfield. He joins Harris there. Hand off to Harris. Pass. Tosses it back to Myers. He's going to look to throw it. Down the right side for Aguilar. Catches the 20th stride. He's tackled by Sherman. First out of bounds at the 10-yard line. Razzle dazzle. Yeah, love the okey-toke. Yeah, tricky Patriots. Jacoby Myers to Nelson Aguilar for 30 yards. New England converting 20 first downs tonight. That's another $3,000 donated by Credit Union's Kids at Heart to the Team Jack Foundation to fight pediatric brain cancer and help researchers one day find a cure. More at creditunionskidsatheart.org. That tricky play not enough, though, as the Tampa Bay Bucks knock off the Patriots tonight, 19-17. to Patriots now 1-3 and on the season. Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, last segment here at Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. So, like, a deep pass like that, uh, Greg, to Nelson Aguilar. And Aguilar had a big game against this wretched Buck secondary last year, and he was with Vegas. Like, that's one in that particular player, like, and now that half their, you know, the secondary is, like, knocked out of this game. You've got the ghost of Richard Sherman playing in it. Should Mac Jones have maybe, or they had Mac Jones, throw deeper to him in this game? I. I mean, yeah, you could say that, Jim. I mean, but you know, the the passing offense is so many different components. Uh, the the Bucks were bringing a lot of pressure. They did they did not give Mac Jones a lot of time to sit back there and 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 go through things. I'm not really sure who was in coverage against Aguilar most of the night. Uh, I did not see. Uh, I did not think it was Sherman uh, very often, and so maybe they didn't like the matchup. But um, you know, look, I didn't. I thought they were highly productive. Um, they certainly did the job in the first half. I was just looking back. I mean, look, Tampa Bay scores that touchdown with with Ronald Jones to go up 13-7 late in the third quarter. It looks like the Bucks had finally figured out the Patriots to, to a certain extent. They just went to the power running game. They said, forget it. If they're going to keep going light boxes, let's just run them over. And that's what they did. And But then the Patriots answered with a seven-play, 77-yard scoring drive. All seven plays were Mac Jones uh, passes. They did not face a third down on the drive. That's that's good, efficient football. And you know, look, th- does this team need to 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 find bigger chunk plays and big plays? Yeah, but it's not Mac Jones's fault. I mean, they, you know, these guys they're they're not exactly you know an explosive group. Any of them. 
um, from the tight ends to the wide receivers. I mean, they're they're operating with a slot receiver who, you know, as good as he is, and I love Jacoby Myers, but he's limited as an athlete. He's not that fast. Mm. Um, and so, look, I think it's mostly I, – I don't think their personnel is great to be a quick strike scoring team. I think they'll get better – as the season goes along, especially if Mac Jones and Josh McDaniels know from down to down that they can trust the protection. But I, I just think right now the faith isn't there, and they're just trying to do the best that they can. And I thought I thought tonight was really you know efficient, and uh, I thought they did a nice job. Yeah, just speaking of the protection, uh, Brandon Bolden at times, I know he missed one bad block. I think he improved as the game went on, but – they're going to have to make a move there, right? I think Stevenson can still run the football, but like, could Marlon Mack be someone that's available with with the Colts? Like, what do they have to do there? They got to get a guy that can help protect. Yeah, they might have to, um, you know. But I think this is a this is a team that's a work in progress. I mean, I think we we all knew that they were very deep. That they basically had one or two extra running backs even after the Sony Michelle trade. Um, you know, there was going to be one inactive every week, uh, you know, and that's been Stevenson because of his issues. Uh, I think they need to give, uh, you know, they need to give J.J. Taylor or Stevenson or whoever more playing time. Uh, they might have to make a move, but I think it's the type of thing, Joe, and, and this goes for a lot of areas on this team, is, you know, they'll give it a little bit more time and, and decide if they if that's the type of move they need to make around the trade deadline. If they think if they go they could very well go back and watch the film tonight and say this this sucks. We need to make a move now and and they'll do that. But um uh, you know, I don't I'm not familiar with Marlon Mack. I don't know how good he is in pass protection. I don't know if he can figure out Patriots routes or anything like that. And that's stuff that the pro personnel department um needs to sort through and if they think he's better than what they have right now, I'm sure they'll make a move. Well, considering the performance, Greg, you did say you feel like this could be a springboard for the Patriots uh, going forward, but Chris in San Francisco also wants to, I think, ask something similar. Chris, you're next here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Greg, uh, I'm a subscriber to uh, Boston Sports Journal. Love, Thanks, Chris. love the site. Um, uh, I just, you know, this team, at the end of the day, I, I was extremely proud of how they played, competed tonight. I thought that they looked a lot better than the first three games. Um, but at the end of the day, they're one and three. We all are under the understanding they have to go pretty much 10 and three from here. Like, what did you see from this team tonight that maybe could give us hope that they could do that moving forward? Thanks, Chris. Just that they ramped up the execution level. That's what I'm always, trust me, this is something I watch intently every year with this team. Um, it's only a matter of time. It depends on when it happens. And, and with all the new guys they invited into the mix this year, the, the, the timing, the timeline, the, the sort of mix on the team, uh, change dynamics than basically any other year that we've seen in a while. But it, it, what I saw tonight was they were able to execute at a high level and I'll be able to know better you know, once I watch the film, exactly how high a level. But, uh, and, and look, I don't think, I'm not going to come in here and tell you that the Bucks are, you know, any great team right now. I don't think that they are. Uh, I think that they, they've been kind of middling. I was surprised a little bit by 
their lack of focus tonight, especially with what they knew that Brady had on the line in this game. I mean, uh, but I thought they I thought they executed a lot better in this game, and that's that for to come week four for this team. I actually think that's ahead of schedule, and I think that's a very good sign for the for the rest of the season. But Greg, them starting off kicking the kicking the ball out of bounds, like oh boy, oh my we, god, they're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, you have to be kidding me. Yeah, like you know, I, I just I did a column the other day, and it's free for people to read if they go to bostonsportsjournal.com. And I talked to Sage Rosenfels, who was Brett Favre's uh, backup going into Lambeau in 2009 and he t- and I basically was asking you know what was Brett like behind the scenes and what was the team like and he said Brett was a completely different person that week uh he was really dialed in and he, you know he talked about how like for the Vikings organization he said the whole organization wanted to win badly for Brett in that game and and they all played great I mean I think they led like 21 to 3 before hanging on in that game and uh, and certainly the players wanted to win it for Brett. And like I don't know, I just didn't. I I thought I would see a lot more precision on the on the behalf of the Bucks, but maybe they're just never going to be that team, and they just got a little bit lucky last year. Do you think the Patriots played for their coach tonight? No, I think that they, I think that they played for, you know, what was on the line, national television. You know, look, if they get blown out in this game, if they're one and three and they get blown out and say Mac Jones is left to hang out to dry and he throws three interceptions and it's and it's bad, like the season's probably over. I mean, but for this team, I think they realized that like they had left them and even Devin McCourty talked about it that what Matthew Slater said last week. Like they were out of time. And I think they I'm sure they talked amongst themselves like it's it's now or never. Like we can't wait anymore. We can't wait until the halfway point of the season because we just lost our buffer in the first three games. And so that's the type of team that I saw tonight that had a their backs up against the wall a little bit. And while they didn't get the victory, uh, I think what they gained tonight could could be even more than just winning one game. All right, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. You'll be uh, making your usual uh, Big Boy Tuesday appearance with Felger and Maz coming up in a couple of days. Yes. Sounds good. Yep, I will be there. And this will probably, I think, this you get to probably feel like, whew, because this is probably after you know that appearance, Greg. That's like the end, I think, of like the Brady Belichick thing, at least for a while, right? Yeah, I would think so. I think I think a lot of things were buried tonight, and uh, that's good. And now, well, you know, it's going to turn the heat up on the team, and also probably the Red Sox, depending on what happens on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, Greg Rodard, Boston Sports Journal again, catches appearance, Felger and Maz, this Tuesday, 2 p.m. All right, thanks, Greg. Uh, Patriots again fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 19-17. to 17. A lot of you still hanging your calls the rest of the way. My understanding is the traffic getting home tonight, slow. But take it slow, what with the weather and everything. So we'll get to you as much as possible before we wrap here. On the Safety Insurance 98.5 of Sports of Patriots Radio Network.